Welcome back to another deep sea diving, treasure plundering, relic hunting episode of the Continuing Adventures here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your GM, Patrick, he who droppeth the loot and swabbeth the poop. And join me in burrowing into the bemoaned Brian Banshee are my four friends and your players, Jepert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Howdy, folks. How you doing? Hey. Pretty good. <laughs> you know well after the about a month ago when we had a huge blooper <laughs> it's, it's another thing it, it just seems like we haven't been on the call and like talking for like half hour before we start recording <laughs> these episodes but it's like hey how are you guys doing now after we spoke for 30 minutes yeah roughly <laughs> um, you know good and well how i feel <laughs> you asked me you know what you did several times i'll tell you what i am ready to Start this recording, do some cool pirate stuff, and then hop off to finish Dread. I have one item left to get oh, all of the items in the game. Mm, yeah, Judge Dread. It's good stuff. Yeah, Judge Dread. That's the that's definitely <laughs> the Dread I'm talking about. Oh, you mean Metroid Dread that came out a month ago, Seth? <laughs> it took you. Look. Patrick, it took me so long look, to play that. Look, yeah, yeah, Patrick. I don't. You know what? I don't give a hoot because, like, you tell us not to talk about stuff that's like current. Because it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to a month prior tell these yes. little anecdotes about my gameplay? Like, yeah, what was it work that way? I thought tell it was us. crazy that Ripley and Samus uh, fought the Stay Puffed Marshmallow. Uh, Seth, right. I want I want to know what you're you're playing today, uh, November seventh, when this episode comes out. We <laughs> we record it, edit it, and release it all on the same day. Oh, hey, it's almost you know? my birthday. My birthday. Oh, hey. Tonight. Oh, hey. I thought it was fun how they just decided to release all the other Final Fantasy VII remake sort of segments all on the same day. Yes, it was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Can you believe what that dude said on Twitter? I was upset. Oh boy, that dude. Nah, he's canceled. <laughs> I don't like yeah. him. Got rid of them, but but no, legit though. I went to I went to GameStop to pick up my OLED switch, and behind the counter there was gleaming behind the employee a Metroid Dread Special Edition box, which <laughs> has <laughs> been so, sold so out. Somehow I thought you were gonna say that, like the employee was gleaming, and I was like, yeah, he I was don't know that we need to hear this. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he he sprayed his <laughs> face <laughs> with silver paint. This shiny. So, uh, so what shiny a lovely day to play. All this preamble to say, I got my hands on a Metroid Dread Special Edition, and scalpers can go sit on it. Oh, yeah, scalpers. Yeah, here, scalpers. How dare you? Awesome, awesome. It's, I've heard very good things about that game. What, what, the, the question I was going to ask you guys before we get into play tonight, because we are recording this a little bit in advance, but when this comes out, people are going to be done with Halloween and getting ready turn those jack-o'-lanterns into pumpkin pie get what, ready what if that's what we actually did with jack-o'-lanterns <laughs> yeah. like brought them inside and just <laughs> hose them down just like the squished them down into a pie crust <laughs> yeah everything's gonna be fine you bake it you know so that's probably oh seth seth's already ready with his pumpkin pie I have a pumpkin pie alcoholic seltzer beverage. And oh, yeah. Jeez, Louise. This, this man's Ew. in the spirit. Here in the United States, which we are recording this, this month is dedicated to getting ready to binge eat on Thanksgiving. Americans <laughs> right. 
Thanksgiving, and I was I wanted to ask for the you whole guys, month of November. We just don't eat in preparation <laughs> for the well, last Thursday. Well, that's fasting, but yeah, we're getting ready to binge. So uh, on on that last Thursday, uh, I have a, a a terrible Sophie's choice for you all in Yo, the form of don't just drop Sophie's choice. What the heck? <laughs> I have a a terrible Desna. Terrible I question. pick Desna. I don't I don't care who the other kid is. I pick every every Thanksgiving, you guys can have uh, turkey, but from here on out, you have to choose only one side, turkey and one side, and it's not gravy or cranberry sauce because those the, those could be included with the turkey. But we can have, I just have, have turkey. Can I just have two sides and no turkey? That's what yeah. I was no. Gonna say. <laughs> I'll go with no turkey. Yeah, no, same. I don't even serve turkey. I no, you can have turkey, but you're only allowed one side. Well, okay, what, okay. What side okay. is it, and why? For me, I, I I'm like ex- It's got to be like a specifically Thanksgiving thing that I only eat at Thanksgiving. So as much as I love mashed potatoes, for example, they're out. Yeah. You know, yeah, I can, you I can can't, eat those. You can't spend time. your you can't spend your side on mashed potatoes. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Oh boy. And I'm gonna say I'm putting some turkey in my stuffing. So I'm getting the and that's that's where I'm that's where I'm getting my turkey. I'm getting my turkey in my stuffing. That's fine. Um, stuffing is your choice. Here's a weird one for you. Uh green bean casserole. You know, that's what I was mm-hmm. thinking, Seth, because one, there's not that many green kind of sides. And two, it like mixes some different textures that you don't mm-hmm. it most everything is mush at the yeah uh, true. as the sides go but that one you can i mean which is on how what leads to it. if anybody who lives in in the northeastern region and is familiar with wawa they have those those turkey gobbler sandwiches oh around the thanksgiving goodness. time which is just like a bunch oh. of thanksgiving stuff on a on a on a sub and it's phenomenal <laughs> uh Rebecca, I've never been to a Wawa before. I, I guess oh. that my Thanksgiving is what my family makes, which we don't mm. like turkey, so we have ham. We have very oh particular side dishes that we all really like that are not necessarily your typical Thanksgiving side dishes. So, like, all right, so, all right, but, so this is no longer a, star, a Pathfinder podcast. This is now a Rebecca. Yeah, tell us yes. about Thanksgiving. Well, what's, oh, oh, my mom, my mom always brings broccoli casserole, and it is amazing. Like, Drew Ooh. will eat an entire pan of broccoli casserole. It's so good. Hell yeah. yeah. That sounds and good. It's really good. And it's topped with Cheez-Its, and sometimes she uses Tabasco what? Cheez-Its. Oh, I <laughs> love the South. That should be illegal. <laughs> the South is great for food. And then the the other thing my dad always makes is his like old, old family recipe for candied yams. So he'll make mm-hmm. thinly sliced sweet potatoes that are candied. They are so sugary and so <laughs> bad for you, I'm sure. They were and sweet potatoes already, but now they're like... <laughs> yeah, it takes hours. Hours to make, but they're just candied, like super thinly sliced, and he makes Sounds them with love. Good. Very good. Yeah, I yeah, that's Thanksgiving to me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh boy, guys, I wish I had a good answer. Like Tyler, that. what crazy things <laughs> you eat in the the pack Northwest? Tyler, it's okay. You can tell us all that you eat. Hungry man. For... Oh, you eat salmon, right? Isn't that what we covered? In a I, turkey I... with a side of salmon. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Surf and turf. Uh, air. <laughs> Aaron sir. I, I mean, I will I will I'll give an answer here. If I had to choose one thing, it would probably be deviled quail eggs 
Really? Aren't those uh, really small? Aren't you? Yeah, they're very small. So I, I, and that's and that's the like. So the big thing for me is I love deviled eggs mm-hmm. uh, a lot, and that was a big. There's a ton of history there, but. Uh, you're gonna say there's a ton of quails here and so it's like an invasive species so we gotta Uh, no but a few years ago i i had a we we made it we did a friendsgiving and i called it like i called it mini thanksgiving because instead of making a turkey i made cornish game hens for everybody Mm. smoked cornish game hens and so everything was really tiny like and so (laughs) one of our friends like that episode of rick and morty right (laughs) so instead of yeah, so instead of uh, making deviled eggs, one of our friends made deviled quail eggs, and they were super good. And I've never had them again. So mm. if I only could have one thing, I'm having that. that. Yeah. I'm so I'll curious, were that. they made like regular deviled eggs, just with quail eggs instead? You know, I, I for the most part, I think there she did some slightly different things to it. But I, I this was like years ago. I may have had one quail egg in my entire life, and I don't remember in your experience did they taste different from chicken eggs or, oh yeah or could you sort of it, it, oh, yeah. it was a very different flavor it was a different flavor yeah because oh, she man. i think if you went ham on like the 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 filling you know when you're actually oh not real it. ham i see i see yeah you know but if, if you add too much like, of like, like oh please don't put ham on your like if you add too much mayonnaise or onion or whatever you throw into the into the the mixture the yellow yeah. mixture then yeah. you wouldn't be able to tell a difference you could overpower it if you want you could overpower to, yeah. it really easy she didn't and so it turned out really good cool but unconventional um, answer but i mean yeah it. that's it sounds like something a bond villain would eat yeah. make sure not to to, to take the tray away, I will keep them all. If I, if I had to give a more traditional answer, it would be the sausage and cornbread stuffing that I typically only make once a year for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, to me, it's like the only thing that I don't eat kind of year round is like stuffing, and so dressing. Yeah, if it was going to yeah. come down to yeah, yeah, dressing is what down we here in the south our, we call yeah, it dressing, but in, in the in the fan. <laughs> Which, to be fair. Dressing's a better word because you don't. It goes put on the, the side. Stuffing, yeah, you don't put the stuffing in the turkey. Only if so. you're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> you you can. I mean, there's like you know bags and stuff. I think you can shove up in there to to keep. Yeah, but you're not supposed to. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, but you know you're also not supposed to drink booze in the morning. So, <laughs> well, let's yeah, let's let's get back into it now that I'm very hungry after hearing all that good stuff. I, I I mean, if it's not green bean casserole for me, we have we have a, we don't care, friends. Patrick. Let's play let's play pirates. Yeah, yeah. We've all answered, Patrick. <laughs> uh, I want my GM to be nice to me so he doesn't murder us like he tried to last night. Oh come on, he always does. Jeez. No, you don't understand. Last oh, yeah. night was different. Last night was different. Oh, <laughs> last yeah. night was real. Usually, Patrick's like, "Oh, I'm about to kill you." Ha ha. Yesterday, I was like, "I'm about to kill you." <laughs> It's goat. Yeah, no, the the one crit I got in our Drunkard's Delight Cosmic Crit a couple weeks ago now was uh, thankfully on, like, the tank, but it was another, like, 30-something point damage hit on the uh, We call those characters. a flatliner. Yeah. Yeah. When we last left off, I, I, I had completely forgotten. I told you guys that we were leveling up to level eight. And mm-hmm. now nice. I'm, I'm scared <laughs> because <laughs> that seems like, yeah, maybe... Don't be. 
Maybe I shouldn't start drinking in the morning. <laughs> I forgot all about that. It, it just wasn't in my notes. Uh, I knew we were going to have this like pretty major boss fight and you guys were in, in, in a dangerous situation. But yeah, indeed, you had taken on this huge abolith and leveled up. Do you guys want to go around the horn and, and say something about level eight? I know this is not like a huge level, right? HP big. <laughs> big HP? I, What's your HP, uh, Seth? Oh, Hanto is now sitting at a at a very healthy 112. Ooh, so that's like two hit. That's like two hits for you, Patrick. So don't worry about it. Let me just see what the next monster is. It's a lot here. more oh. than Alaris has. Oh yeah, I mean, I think most people got a skill feat and then a class feat. And I, think and I got a skill increase. Uh, oh right, of course you did. I'm really good at thievery now. Really, oh, really man. good. What what else you get, Rebecca? I also picked up Opportune Backstab, which I'm very excited about. Oh, that's it's a reaction. So good. It's so, a reaction. What, what, what does it do? So when when my enemy is hit by an ally, I capitalize upon the distraction. I make a strike against the triggering creature. That's wild. So if Hanto and I are flanking, say, and Hanto gets a hit on, then Just I get an imagine. Yeah, I, I get an yeah. A reaction that's backstab. Woo. That's great. It's pretty good. I picked up a quick swim so I can just scoot around a little bit faster as the resident person who just just perpetually just doesn't have a swim speed. <laughs> so, but I also picked up a wind collar as my class feat. So it's a mm. part of the storm druid storm order path and i summon super high winds to to lift me up into the air as though i was casting a slightly less interesting version of fly it's a focus spell oh okay all yeah. right on top of hit points honto and like people forgot he jumps he's really good at jumping he a jump um, people, and, right? and to continue hey, he's a jump man the the theme of, of <laughs> honto is jump man <laughs> I mean, the mustache gives it away, right? That's a yeah. <laughs> it was this sort brother. of veiled until Rebecca just gave it away. <laughs> who's his? Who's his? Who's his brother? Like who's yeah. his understudy? I don't know, but your your opposite is nah. I'm aunt nah. You can't. You can't. Like like Wario is is Mario, but the the letters flipped. You can't flip an H. It yeah, it's just, is also Honto. <laughs> it's just also Honto. Anyway, so I went with a, a wall jump so I can like jump off walls and obtain even greater heights. Just uh, than... like Mario. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, think, I think there are wall jumps uh, in Mario now. Also oh, for oh the yeah, monk feet. I mean, depends, but yeah. Also for the, the monk feet, I went with a tangled forest stance, which should enable me to be a little mm. better at defending my friends. So we'll Ooh. see when that all comes up. Oh yeah, I remember. Well, speaking of defending friends, my my feet I chose. I dipped back into my archetype. If any of everybody remembers that I do have an archetype, I'm a dandy, and I wanted to. I picked this one because uh, I, I I RP with some folks who are will sometimes blurt out things that don't help our situation. So I picked up distracting flattery, which uh. is a reaction. And it triggers when I observe a target's attitude towards myself or our allies decrease as a result of an ally's behavior. <laughs> so 
if Rebecca, let's just say, walks up to some like queen is like, I have courtly graces. I can be like, well, what she means is <laughs> what she means is. And I get to make a deception check against the target's will DC. And if I succeed, then the target's attitude won't decrease due to the social blunder. So and, if and I that's critically called, and that's fail, called... though, it decreases like a whole other step. <laughs> Ah. So I can either I, I either can negate it. It's feast or, or famine, right? Yeah, way worse. <laughs> so, but but essentially, you're just sort of like throwing a sheet over one of us and saying, "No, nah, don't worry about that. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the one you don't need." Yeah. So that uh, I I figured that this would be this would be nice so that I can you know Cassius can always step in and smooth out the wrinkles of social socialness. <laughs> Well, that's why they call him Cassius the Wrinkle Smoother. So, <laughs> I'm pretty much an I am a physical embodiment of an anti-aging cream. Foliating. Yeah, yeah. His presence. Right, right. Of course, of course. Right. So that is level eight. I was looking something up about one of your guys's and I forgot what it is. I was trying to listen at the same time, but it was because of the distracting flattery, Patrick. Yeah, Tyler just got me off my game. Uh, yeah. Patrick is amazing, so forgive the blunder. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you guys fought this uh, this abolith. It was at your throats, but particularly at Cassius's last week. Seemed very keen to take over your mind. And as we start this week's episode, get back to the action. What, like 20 minutes in now? Uh, you can still hear its kind of slippery words in the back of your head as we... Uh, look around the main hold here, and I believe you found three points of plunder. You found some sealed wooden boxes as you're you're looking around after combat here. Uh, mostly intact, hundreds of pieces of ivory that will, will uh, amount to three points of plunder. But yeah, getting back into it, Tyler, any idea why these ancient sea creatures, these abolith, want you dead? Um Last time you saw one, the Leshy Flotsam tried to, to warn you that the, the denizens of the deep kind of knew knew about you, knew who you are. What mm. did you do to them? I mean, Cassius doesn't... I don't think he remembers doing anything to them. So, you know, maybe... I mean, I think if he had to range a guess, the... This, like magical object, this magical sextant that he can't identify and doesn't know what it does. Maybe that it, it is it, they're drawn to it. Maybe they maybe it, there's something it's doing but he can, you know, that, that would be the only thing he can think of that perhaps he's in possession of something they want but doesn't know doesn't know why really. And he <laughs> keeps forgetting to take them alive so he can ask questions. <laughs> yeah, this one is is down and yeah as we in combat you guys find this plunder down here i don't think i forgot you take only one point of bludgeoning damage from the pressure down here only one point Uh, so what's the plan now you've you've searched just about every level of the the brine banshee it's 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 front half and it's back half at this lower side and i think the only thing you've not really explored is that that a single locked 
door, the, the heavy well, door. Of course, it would be behind the one locked door. We were like, we don't have time for this. We got to keep moving. It's always I mean, some, the last place you look, right? Somebody in this in this party was like, we don't have time for this. We should move on. I'm pretty sure it was hilarious. Probably <laughs> not, you know, me. I think, I think you talked about, like, <laughs> going back up to the surface and, like, putting some rigging to like pull the door off or something along those lines or chop it down. Is that right? I mean, I, th- I, th- I think my thought was just maybe we just go upstairs and take a nap and then come back down when we've sort of refreshed our, I don't know, hit points and things. <laughs> Cause I was in a, I was in a deep dark way in terms of HP situations. So. How are you now? Um, it's, Still not ideal, but uh, <laughs> somehow better than I was. I don't know how this happened. But... Yeah, the, the confidence of, of fighting this thing. You guys yeah. feel like you could take on anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah now I, is now... hurting too, but... Yeah, I, I, I feel pretty confident now. I could survive for as many single minutes as you would like. <laughs> well... This was okay. the lock that needed four consecutive su- successes. Is that oh, right? right. That's why I wanted to go back up to the yeah, top. Yeah, but I have assurance now. Does that <laughs> help? Oh, I also oh, am a master in thievery now. I was about to say, that will help out. The assurance it won't be enough to, yeah, so, to pick these locks. So that means that means you, uh, with assurance, you're rolling 24s. Yeah. Reliably now. And it was what? What was the DC 24? So with assurance, you only add your like proficiency bonus. I yeah, think. that would be fourteen right now. So twenty-four. Uh, master. Yeah, I'm a master. Oh, right. I'm pretty sure it was twenty-five. What we were working with last time. So short. Yeah. Oh, and, and, right. and well, actually, I guess the the thieves' tools bonus doesn't apply because that's one of the things that doesn't apply with assurance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so uh, it would be better I... off rolling. However, my ability to roll is better, so. Mm-hmm. That is true. True. I, I mean, I'm, wall I'm, jump. I'm, this wall <laughs> drop coming to this. What about quick swim? Can I backstab it? <laughs> Wait. Do you, do you want to head back up and see if, if you want to spend some time now working on it? Yeah, I, I, I feel like Alaris has been doing some thinking about how to better pick the lock. In the time oh. since we were looking at it, so <laughs> listeners probably already know this because the episode title is uh, <laughs> like Tenacious Alaris and the Lockpick of Destiny or something. Along those we already lines, did that, didn't we? It's a lockpick episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of another <laughs> title with pick. American lockpickers. Pick and Jane. Yeah, I think last time Cassius, did you want to aid on these? Yeah, what? because if I use infiltrator tools, that gives me a plus fifteen, meaning I can mm-hmm. take pretty, pretty reliably aid. Pretty reliably aid as long as I roll a ten. So. And Rebecca, what's your your bonus with the the tools and with your your full bonus? So the tools are plus four. Is that what you said? No, just plus, plus one. two. I think plus infiltrators one. are just plus one. Just yep. plus one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one aid. One not so aid. <laughs> Natural one. One re-roll on an aid check because I'm not critically failing an aid check. Oh yeah, so. critically fail you're you're doing doing damage. Oh, okay. Success. Two aids out of 
Right. Yeah, two aids out of four. Right. Yes, no, yes, yes. Okay, pretty pretty good. Yep. Is right. there a such thing as critical aids in this game? Yes. Yes, it goes up to a plus two bonus, but now you have a plus one, plus zero, plus one, plus one in okay. for the, the next four rolls. So let's let's see if you can get it in the, the first go and we won't have to roll anymore. All right, so we'll have Earned a plus one to each of these. So 36. Ooh. So oh, that's a critical success, so that's two. 26. Third one, success. And 35. Wow, you crushed it. Oh, my God. Yeah. My good gracious. Yeah, we had a 17 and a 16 in there. You, indeed, are able to uh, pick that door open. I think the last one here. <laughs> Didn't even need my assistance, by the way. <laughs> Didn't even need it. None of those None of those things matter. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So good, good reroll, Todd. Good reroll. This solid uh, door that you open up here is indeed very form fit and not not quite watertight, obviously, but it opens up to a you see a metal grill and what looks like bars over half of this room, uh, and you can place a guess that this is indeed the ship's brig, and that there's like some small like benches hovering around the the edge of it there's a a door that seems has snapped off its hinges here leading into a a little thickly chained padlocked but beyond it beyond this broken door in the brig you see a very plain looking wooden crates bound with with iron and uh, as you inspect them they seem to have a, a stamp on each of them that seems to be some kind of merchant house seal would that be society to discover the n- nature of these my father was a merchant so I, I think if you have some kind lore of daddy lore or crafting or society you want to roll here you can kind of look it over Alaris, you, you may not have seen this exactly but you can kind of read the 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 letters and you see some of the the flag work in this it's like seared into the wood. This seems to be identification, the the seal that these are of the Deep Treasure Mining Company out of... They Astral Connections. To, yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> they all seem to be nailed shut. And as you try and like move one, they are extremely heavy, even <laughs> underwater here. Can I open one or... Is that a bad idea? Do you have like a crowbar or something uh, similar? Do you want to just shimmy the sword in there and try and pry off, pry off a, a board? I know that a friend of ours has a crowbar back up at the ship. <laughs> Bartleby has one. We can go intimidate uh, oh, him into giving us his his can, metal stick. Can the uh, haunted just uh, wall jump off his box? You want to try and break one? The Strength if they thing. ask him to, absolutely. I have a dagger if it would be helpful. I mean, is that too small to get up? That's probably it? too small. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a great good way to lose a dagger. Uh, yeah, but I don't well, want to lose my sword. I'd rather you, lose my dagger than my sword. I suppose you wouldn't, that's, you wouldn't that's lose true. the dagger. You would alter the dagger. Oh, you have an L-shaped dagger. <laughs> <laughs> you can stab around corners. Really, yeah, really good for getting up under the ribs. <laughs> like you hook up under... Uh, why don't you make me a a thievery check, Rebecca? See if you can get into this thing with just a, a dagger, little. Okay, it's a thirty. Yeah. 
rolling rocks. Bit of a negative here, not having the correct tools, but that's enough to you know pry the a couple of the nails loose and. Everyone takes six points of damage as a, another minute passes here. But as you crack open inside, you see dozens and dozens of gold and silver ingots. This is how they went so fast. <laughs> this no. is how the ship went so fast. They had money. But this is a, a small fortune. If you if you take the time to cart these back up to the tidebreaker, this is a full 12 points of plunder. Is a ton. You've already gotten treasure off of like other parts of the ship, but this and they one... put this in the brig. That's crazy. Yeah, why I would mean, this be in the brig? I mean, I guess that's the most secure place on their ships. So, had the best like, lock, right? Yeah, the, if they only have one good lock, they put, <laughs> they put the gold and the prisoner in with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the prisoner's like, I've got the gold. I can't go anywhere with it, but I got the gold. When I get out of here, me and this gold, we're going places. Taking a shower with fucking excuse me. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Oh, oh I, no. I'm saying it loud so you don't forget. I did <laughs> I, I did it to Patrick last night as well. I the, uh, I got they go I, into got... they go in to pull the prisoner out and he's like, You don't want to know where all those coins have been now. <laughs> I I have fun with them all. Yeah, so a huge, a huge haul here, but from yeah, what you look around and see no no magical source of of speed for this this ship that's been lying at the bottom of the ocean for so have have we found the we saw the other half of the ship right yeah you've and and from from what we know of ships those look like the two halves of the ship maybe is there like a middle part that's like like a chunk just fell in the mid fell somewhere else this is this is just about everything yeah you know obviously some some planks and maybe bits of one of the main sails has broken off and things like that. But you've explored just about every room and every deck of, could, of the vessel. Could there be some sort of enchantment on the, I don't know, like rigging or the, I don't know what parts of ships there are that might make it go, but. You know, something mechanical that could have been magicized. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe a mast is lying nearby or something. Are the masts still attached? I don't know why you're um, laughing. Magicized is a word, according to me. <laughs> Magical size. Yeah, I think the the aft mast is is snapped on this one. But if you want to go back out and explore and see if you can find some top sail yeah. that isn't you know completely deteriorated or. Yeah, if if we feel up. pretty comfortable with the uh, degree of non-murderiness of this place, I'll I'll start blasting some detect magic around here and start doing some heavy peeking. Oh, mm-hmm. I have similar abilities that I forgot about. Yeah, last week. you've also got detect magic. I've got magic arcane now. sense. Yeah, that allows you to to cast it as as Innate, well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well. Will. I will say that is kind of like a little a little time intensive. Do you want to just go up through this bottom deck, casting it as you go? Yeah, I mean, I think I think maybe we sort of scan around the bottom deck and then pop back up into this next one, and then. I guess I'm wondering if, like, if I can use like sailing. I don't know enough about ships. Rebecca doesn't know enough about ships to know this, but like. 
Could mm-hmm. I use sailing lore to have some idea of like what part of a ship, you know, would you need to enchant for this purpose? Or well, yeah, Patrick, well, I... d- is it helpful if I went onto a whaling ship last year on vacation? What in real life? Indeed. Yes, oh, I wow. went to Mystic, Connecticut, and I went on a real live whaling ship. And you I, support was I went on the USS jipper. Constitution, so it was an old whaling ship. So <laughs> I, I, I support whaling in the past. Right. <laughs> I don't know anything about boats, but I did stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. Yeah, Seth is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like Hanto should really be in on this skill I think check. We all here. get bonuses. Yeah, uh, we, all, we should all get some bonuses here. I think maybe some kind of magical check might be more appropriate. Okay. See what you you potentially have there. So arcana or occultism, perhaps. That's not ideal. I'm more of the natural magics myself. I've got both of those, but I do have arcana. That's my highest. I'm going to try some arcana as well. Hey, there's my natural 20. Yeah, so I think maybe some of your, your natural information might influence as well you're not too far off with the potential of enchanted sails to be able to you know either be magically fortified so they can withstand higher winds and you know in this this ship was so fast in the free captain's regatta where there's like hurricane force winds that's a possibility there's also you know things that could be cast to enchant just the the underside of the vessel and make it so it can like cut through the water a little faster so maybe the the bow of the boat or its, it's bowsprit would have some kind of ensorcelment on okay. it right, so that's a couple things to look at i could go check the bow if you want to take a peek around for well, magic sails we're in the that back nurse? of the boat right now right yeah i was about to say you'd yeah. have to go cassius is gonna oh. take vessel but cassius can't help out with that at all and if we're feeling safe he's gonna take the bones that the the dead guy we found mm-hmm. Vargas the peg, like a dead guy yeah he's gonna take the body back to the ship and have someone and and see if anybody can cast speak with dead right right we'll just, um, and he'll just interrogate the ghost Okay, that's do his you, plan of action. Do uh, can you you want to go by yourself, uh, Cassius? Yeah, I mean, if these, I, I, I does Alaris and does Alaris or Candoso feel like they need Cassius at all? Because he is hot, useless now. I think I, I'll, I'll let I'll let Alaris speak for this. Do we get to keep Honto as our bodyguard? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Honto can help you in case you need to move something heavy. I've got tree shape, so I'm a tree now. Pretty, pretty helpful spell down here under the. <laughs> I'm an underwater tree. I'm a piece of driftwood. You don't want to eat me. Tree. Right. So as you're heading up, Tyler, I think something seems different about the the ship as you get to the the top deck and and looking up from the the main deck here getting ready to you know swim up the poop especially deck the poop deck looks <laughs> it looks ah, more full. I, thought, I thought you meant like there was like a like a thick layer of duty <laughs> must warn a pirate before he surfaces and it's I, a 
storm, I tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> Bird. All right, everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. Ooh, everyone gets one. I'm intrigued. Uh, that's what you one. always say, but th- don't so make that this. Dave Matthews ship up above. <laughs> I-, I will say duty if I'm talking about duty. And if I'm talking about duty, I will say it like that. But when I'm talking about poop, you know what I'm talking about with pirate talk? The poop, poop deck. deck. Okay. The poop. Uh, the poop sorry. looks looks more full, Tyler, as you, as you get up there. <laughs> As you see something that didn't seem like it was there before, maybe you couldn't see a massive ship's wheel with bone white handles and ornately carved wooden spokes around the, the, the center wheel. Okay. I still can't get over the fact that the, the ship, the, the, the poop was so super, the poop was bigger. The poop was was quite full. <laughs> oh boy! Okay. <laughs> well, Cassius can't do anything from the water, so he's gonna. I mean, is is there like? Does it sound like there's a kerfuffle? Is what's no, going? Th- what's I'm sorry. The sound. This is on the Brian Banshee. Before you you, you leave. Oh oh! Before oh. I leave. Okay, I'm I'm seeing that on the Brian Banshee. Okay. I'm gonna go investigate sailing lore or any of the other to try to identify what this might be. But as you, you get up there, it definitely seems like something's changed here. Perhaps you couldn't see what was on top of the poop before. But now, very plainly, you see it as a, a magnificent looking wheel and attached to it. Uh, hand still on the wheel is a, a moldering corpse that, as you draw closer, you realize isn't really holding on, but is lashed to the, the ship's wheel with, with leather straps. How did we miss this? Is there any way I can bring... Was it, First off, is there, any, is there any check I can make to illuminate some information, information here? Number one. So you like see a, some... Like pretty, a sailing lore or a pirate history. You see some or... pretty fancy looking gear on this, this corpse, but the the... This has been exposed, it seems, to to the water, and it's it's impossible to make a like a identifying mark. But okay. I mean, from from what you can see, looks like a fairly expensive coat and and a, a large hat. And I like both those things. He's yeah got a, got some weapons as well with a, a very fine pommel and, and hilt on a well i already have shield. one dead guy can i bring a wheel and another dead guy up with me it will take a little bit of time to detach the wheel but if you want to cut this this guy loose what we have to do is really cut those leather straps oh uh, we'll bring the dead guy i want to bring the dead guy uh, this poor right. dude ended his life lashed to a lashed to a wheel probably in the middle of a storm we can at least rest his bones somewhere for him so that he's not the new whalebone pilk that <laughs> curses the seas. Yeah, there's something about this scenario reaching forward towards this wheel seems familiar to you. And as, as you move to, to grab the arm lashed to the wheel, you know, this, this corpse kind of seems to wheel around and all of a sudden uh, you're not looking at a, a rotten body but you see a a man before you in the prime of his life 
uh, a human with a bushy mustache, uh, a wide floppy hat, and he's standing on the top deck of this ship with you behind a, a, a different wooden wheel here on the deck, a, a much more planar one, but the, the it's it's bright as day outside. You're, you're sailing the open seas. The sky is blue. You can hear seagulls in the distance. And, and this figure says, oh, come here, boy. You'll never learn to steer clear of a storm unless you take the wheel and, and understand how the, the, the tug of the waters affect the ship yourself. He kind of holds you back a moment, lays hands on the ship's wheel, and puts himself between you as as you hear him kind of whisper through this this mustache, this scraggly mustache, and says, "But I I warn you of the rub, boy. Once you lay hands on this wheel, once you take control of the ship and everything in it, well, your life will change for ye. When you take from the ship." she'll take from you. And the same as when you give, she'll give back in kind. And I warn you, ain't no greater feeling in all the world than steering a ship. Freedom to go wherever you want. The power of harnessing the very winds of themselves. You won't ever feel as powerful as when you, you've got control of a three-master. And the only thing that can stop you is all the angels of Elysium and the devils of hell. He steps back and gestures for you, forward for you to take the wheel from a, a first mate on the deck who says, you know, looking down at you, is this a wise idea, Captain Jalhazar? Boy's not got a lot of muscle on him. I, me, me thinks it's a great idea. The lad is of the sea, befits one like him to learn a thing or two while aboard. Take it, boy, you'll, you'll do fine. Indeed, we see a young boy with uh, fiercely bright blue eyes at the helm here. The wind in his face, sun in his eyes, and a smile wider than the, the top sail. A young Cassius Vell at the the helm of the Brine Banshee. And as you, you blink, Tyler, opening your eyes, you're back in the cold, dark waters of the sunken remains of the ship with... The, the captain's dead hand in in your own. Get ready to cut those those straps from it. I think after Cassius collects himself, he definitely is not going to just leave the bones here to not be buried properly. Mm. Remembering, you know, or having this memory now. Although the wheel looks strange to him, I think he all of a sudden just gets a little bit sadder as. He realizes, you know, truly where he is and what this meant part of his past. Uh, so do you want to take the, the corpse up with you? Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll have to tell these guys that we need to take this wheel. And indeed, I'll bring up the... I'm Because I'm, I'm assuming it's heavy enough to where I can't just drag it up with me. Yeah, it's probably something you'll want to, to bring a rope down for. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll I'll take the two I'll take the two um corpses back up and I'll just let uh these guys know that we're we're going to have to take the the helm of the Brian Banshee with us as well. As you you pull the corpse from its its place here on the deck, 
you feel the cold of the water around you kind of seeping into your your bones seemingly bypassing the 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 spell you had cast on you earlier can you please make me a will save oh great my best save oh it's my best save <laughs> natural 20 hey that's all you need there is what feels like a a shiver kind of like that runs through your spine but as as you break the 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 corpse away from the wheel it's this feeling passes and you're you're able to uh to move away from from the wheel and 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 bring this supposedly captain jalhazar towards the surface and i believe you are one of our our couple of sailors here who did not get cursed with the avalivs right. mucus so you can actually yeah. breathe that was also part of the reason i figured air. i could come back up is because there's some of y'all who can't come up for hours <laughs> yeah a couple hours that's not too bad as ah. as you get back up to the surface with these bodies you can you can shout for for folks to to come to the edge of the ship and uh, you see the the life rafts have de- been deployed and they're they're currently hauling them back up and as you get back on board the tidebreaker you see some sailors have been injured it seems like there's been a, a fight as it looks like blood is as dark as as black ink and and red red blood has been spilt here on the the top deck as, as dark as poop yeah <laughs> it's as, as dark as the poop deck yeah. cassius will look around and just ask what in the blaze has happened up here? <laughs> a a second Cassius walks up behind you and says, "Yes, what what in the blazes indeed?" As you see, an illusory double of yourself kind of disappear, and Sindar Quinn will come up and explain that the ship was set upon by some sea creatures, and and they were able to to fend them off. The the crew, oh. including specifically some of your your new the new folks that you've picked up in the the last few months we're talking flotsam and and delmar tremoloy kook and uh, there's there's a fourth one we should give those three a medal but the fourth one gets no medal because we don't know Ah. their name uh crindle the the dwarven you snuck right in there who helped fight off the the ghost pirate it seems to have resolved it up it, itself up here and as you they <laughs> it's resolved itself like i mean there's yeah, there's, no, there's fight. no problems anymore it's fine that was last week's episode i think at this point and that was our little little side quest which you guys probably haven't listened to yet because that episode when we're recording this hasn't come out that's a little confusing but it was great it was i i, I probably should have invited you at least to to listen in but our our good buddy uh john who plays crindle the dwarven bard the bard plays a flute and john busted out a flute and played when he he played his inspire song i thought that was very fun that's amazing nice. i mean uh, I, I'm, I i probably could do hot cross buns and that's about that would be my inspire courage <laughs> hot cross buns our um, recorder yeah let me pull out my <laughs> grade one yeah. recorder and, <laughs> and play. Gosh, I don't even know what I could play. 
scales <laughs> just play like one of each note in order <laughs> i think that's as far as i got hey every good boy deserves fudge right so you can get these corpses kind of brought up on the the, the lifeboats and Hanalius fitch will, will come over and you know confirm that his his former crewmate Vargas is is the one with the the peg leg, and he'll he'll come over and, and shake your hand and say, "Thank you, Captain Cassius. You've you've done a great job." And I, I told you we we would find the Brian Banshee. Aye, although it came at a great cost. Laris, Honto, and Candoso sit at the bottom of the ocean now. What? No. No, I'm just pulling your leg, mate. We're all fine. Until they come up. We found ourselves a spot of treasure down there as well, so. We found your man, and we're richer to boot, so I should be thanking ye just as much as you thank me. Do do you want to take a a look at the the gear that this captain has on him? Aye, and at the same time, ask Sandara to find someone who can speak to the dead. Probably Bartleby, right? Or not Bartleby. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe Bartleby. Ozzie? Maybe Bartleby. Maybe. Maybe Ozzy. Maybe Ozzy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But uh, yeah, let's check out the gear first. He's a treasure guy. He likes he likes treasure first. Talk with dead second. Yep. There is a cold iron rapier bejeweled with precious stones and with uh, plus one and striking runes on it that he's got on his belt, but inside his jacket, you find a uh, small ammunition pouch, uh, watertight, sealed, and a flintlock pistol. And it's not just a pistol. It is, what are they called? A rock lobster? Guns and Gears just came out and we were just talking about it. It's a dagger pistol. Ooh. Dagger pistol. That sounds like that piercing damage. As well has a a plus one and a, a striking rune. A carved carved in its side. Well, Cassius will definitely take those and admire them off to the side. Although he will respect the technology and not point the gun towards anybody or anything. Inside, I think he might have some coins on him, but you find what looks like a valuable treasure in a, a platinum-plated sextant that, as you look over it, looks to be almost a, a complete replica of the, the one that you carry. Seems like whoever crafted this had had seen yours before is not magical but is it's worth like 25 gold pieces probably just for the the platinum and the the craftsmanship itself that is interesting same same markings kind of same general shape but he will hold on to that the rest of you guys first off take five points of damage and your your search of the the lower decks Methodically and with the the ability to to detect magic, don't find anything until you get up to the 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 poop, as we call it, the poop deck. And can that's now, what we call it now. Can now see indeed this <laughs> this this wheel, this this wheel that is giving off a 
magical aura. Alaris, come and look at this poopy wheel. So I wonder if the Aboleth was using its illusion magic to make the poop deck and the wheel indeed look normal. And then once we killed it, it now, you know, is appearing the way it should. Well, it looked smaller before. So the Aboleth just wanted to make its poop look small. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, the Aboleth clearly had very large I hate this episode. I hate this episode so much. Please, dear God. Hi there, listeners. We'd just like to talk to you about <laughs> poop for big a old, Big old duties. I wish there was another name for the poop deck, but that's it. It's just called the poop deck. They never, ever made another There's name. There's only one name for it. Yeah. Right. Do, do you, does Sometimes they call it the back. But the back you know. of the ship. Yeah, the back. They say, just go to the back. They say, yeah, swap very, the back. Very technical term. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, the front of the ship, the back of the ship. You got two sides, pretty classic. <laughs> yeah, two sides, front, back. You know, but but you know, but some people like to <laughs> spice it up a little bit. They say, let's go go swab the poop, and they leave it to the person's imagination where they should go and swab. So you know, it's just it's <laughs> a l- prank you play on sailors. You know, the, the latrine. Does Cassius head back down after after you bring up the corpse? Sure. Right. So it will. Only take about a minute if you guys want to work together and uncouple this this huge wheel. I mean, it's like um, six feet across or so. And as I said, very intricately carved and with bone white handles in, in and around its, its spokes. Is there anything left to discover about what magic might be on this? wheel do you do you want to take a look at it down here or do you want to wait till you get back up top I, I guess if we're taking it all the way up to the surface i can wait okay good because you'll three more points of damage as you can get it off and i think between the four of you you could probably swim it up towards towards the surface or you know lash a couple of ropes to it and and drag it behind you yeah and and get it up over the side and i think Someone else will have to go down if, if you guys want to rest up, that's fine. And then start hauling up ingots of silver and gold <laughs> box after box. But we can we can hand wave that a little bit later as you indeed have taken on just about all the oddly shaped jellyfish and aboliths and, and dark chadras that are, are down there. Yeah, why don't you roll me an occultism or ar- arcana check as you're you're searching over this this intricately carved wheel. Oh, natural boy. twenty for Alaris. Can't stop the natural twenties. <laughs> Can't stop them. Oh, right. So this is indeed a a most magical wheel where are my notes on said wheel you're pretty sure just looking over this thing that it likely is what the the brine banshee owes its its a uh, renowned magical speed for it is a a very potent magic object the the wheel sorry let me go just bring it up on the page. I don't, I think I have art for it, but I don't think I've 
I've loaded it in. There are, are skulls carved around the interior of the wheel and six large spokes with indeed pointy bone handles. And there's, I think, some gold trim around the side. I'll, I'll drop the art in. I, I could show you guys the art is. It's unfortunately, it's not an angle. It's like straight on looking at this thing, but it's pretty. It's still pretty cool looking. It is a fancy wheel. Indeed. It, it just... I mean, you can look at it and tell this is, if not magical, it is extremely well crafted and probably worth a a fortune by itself, not even counting what it is said to do. But as you, you put your hands around these grim looking bone handles, they're they feel extremely comfortable, kind of cool to the touch, impossibly smooth. And maybe a little cold, like I said, a little shiver kind of runs down down your your backs. It does seem to have a, a a moderate transmutation aura as you're looking over, and you're pretty sure, Alaris, that installing this thing on the tidebreaker might transfer whatever magic that the the Brian Banshee had to to your vessel, whatever whatever help it offered to boosting that ship's speed, you think it could potentially transfer over as well. Have we promised this to someone or is it ours to keep? So the secret of the Brine Banshee, you guys said that you would bring to slip in the, the temple of not stolen kisses. It's the other one, the temple of the hidden name, the, the worshippers of Norgorber on on Bag Island. So we just tell him, like, oh, it turned out it was a magic spell, but we get to keep the thing. It, yeah. That's all he wants to know. Okay. It, I mean, Captain, what do you think of installing this thing? Well, I think if we didn't, we'd be daft. So before we make way, we should fix it and see how we do. So you guys want to take a rest and, and get the rest of the, the loot, the treasure, and head on out? Yeah, send B-Team down to get the treasure while Alaris takes a nap because I need some <laughs> All right. HP back. <laughs> let's, let's start the B-Team episode. <laughs> Obviously, there's a ton more jellyfish down there. Guys. <laughs> you don't even know. It's the bottom of the ocean. There's endless jellyfish. Are they immune <laughs> to necromancy? <laughs> Yeah, that we next week you fight a cursed jellyfish. They're immune to all curses and magical, magical spells. No, you guys can rest up or, or take the next day to to head back down there, and and get the rest of of the loot, and then head back down south. Head head back towards. I guess the the closest would be would be slip. But I mean, if you want to go to to Quint and or, or further on to to Olo and drop Penelius Fitch off, it's it's up to you guys. What what would you like to do next? I mean, is there? I can't think of any reason we wouldn't go the convenient route, right? Like, let's go ahead and go and tell Slip about the magic spell. Sure. Heading back to the, you know, stormy skied seas around the mostly halfling 
settlement, set up another drop meeting and and meet Slip in the, the silent room. Maybe it takes like a day or so to get in, in contact again, but the, the little halfling will, will meet you there. Mask on, small kind of black servant clothes on him and, and, and welcome you back. It's been, you know, maybe about a month half a month or so since you you saw him last a couple weeks at the very least and he'll say oh it's it's is good that you all have survived have have you brought something for trade uh, a tale a whisper a secret for for the temple sure half it's a doozy you'll love it i promise you, you're giving up the secrets of the brine banshee yeah I'll talk all about the Brian Banshee, name of the captain. We found this down there. That wanted to kill me and eat me, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wanted to keep me down there forever. Didn't like it. Very After we killed it, lifted the illusion, took a helm. Oh, that's a lot of information. And Slip has information to trade as well. You are looking for spies the shackles and there are are many but i know of one who knows the names of of a spy is a is a creature named sardis uh, a naga of the water tribe who lives on the slithering coast and i know for a fact that they know the location of a smuggler and spy for a foreign power here in the shackles. Not only that, but I can tell you, this Sarlis resides in a, a small, shallow cove, and they'll kind of like give you a, you know, pull out a small map and show you on it. Can, can mark it on your own charts as well if you, you've got them on your person. There, there's a hillock with a lone tree at the top on the western side of the river flowing into the cove in a nearby pool. And if you wait there one day or more, you will you will likely encounter Sarlis. And perhaps you will be able to get the name that you need from them. Cassius, as he kind of marks these charts and you take a look over them, they are are very familiar to you. These waters these this shoreline is only you know a few miles away from from your home from from where you grew up or maybe became a man and where where mother Nadia and and your your father figure live though you don't know about this this hidden cove which is a few miles to the north but yeah that's where your original ship was was built you know, if you head down there, that the there's a, a very hilly coastline where you're able to give the Tidebreaker a, a safe berth if you if you want to follow these directions. Yeah, Cassius will just say, I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with the place. I know a place we can make berth for the Tidebreaker just to explore around a bit. And, uh, well, best not wait too long. We should probably get going. Or... Our information exchange then will conclude. Have have a, a great voyage 
and if you need anything from the temple of the hidden name again, you know where to find me. But otherwise, puts its his finger up to the the mouth of the mask and says, "I was never here. You were never here, unless we both were. Do you understand?" Clear as muddy grog, mate. Will recede into the shadows, obviously, <laughs> not taking his eyes off you, just like stepping backwards. But you can shine a light over there, and he's just standing in the corner. He's like, You, you, the, the transaction's done. You don't have to talk to him anymore. But I, I live here, so I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so long. Alara says, uh, uh, Goodbye in Halfling because she speaks. Oh, did I think when. Last we left, Cassie's asked them if they happened to know anything about the sextant. Did mm-hmm. did they ever were they able to find anything, or was that outside the? Do you want to do you want to come back and and try and trade some more information? Do you have something else to trade? We have something else to trade. Didn't he ask for? Did, were there two things we could have? No, we were just playing a fetch quest. This is like. <laughs> I'm beginning to forget the the fetch chain here. I don't think there's anything. I mean, else I gave some. I gave a secret. You did. I, th- I feel like mm-hmm. we should all give a secret just so it's fair. Give a secret to everybody. To be fair, <laughs> big secret. You didn't understand your secret. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I didn't say it had to be an intelligible secret. But <laughs> the 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 search of the Brian Banshee was so many episodes, so this was so long ago. You guys caught <laughs> yeah. so many jellyfish. But yeah, exactly where you continue these secrets these tales where these will lead you on your your search for the spies inside the shackles that will be a tale for another time as we continue on the you know at first i was a pretty pretty debbie downer on the fetch quest but i'm really enjoying it really really liking kind of the little bit of the the intrigue here as as we'll continue this next time on Dead men roll no crits. I mean, like, well, fetch quests are a little bit different when you try to murder your your players with an infinite amount of jellyfish. It changes <laughs> things a little jellies. bit. All right, all right. <laughs> just one big one and a hundred or so little ones. So on average, it's just like, you know, 50 regular sized jellyfish. And I feel like I, Patrick, can take down that many. So <laughs> it's been a few, it's been a few episodes so since we've had a, jellies. We haven't had a jelly fact. No, no, those still exist. <laughs> jelly probably. facts. There's probably some more jelly facts out I got there. some jelly facts for you. All right, here you go. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, no. Can we replace them with the jello facts, which are much more delicious? <laughs> I don't um, know if we want to go there. <laughs> yeah, we could, but you know. Are we, are we seriously waiting for Jabert to Google a jellyfish fact right now? I mean, you brought it up, Seth. So <laughs> this one's on you. All right, here we go. Here we go. Jellyfish have, have a good night, everyone. Has a 300 good kids at one time, which is like, oh no, which is why you never see any jellyfish podcast. <laughs> All kinds of th- well, guys, thanks for playing with me. <laughs> Thank you, thanks, Patrick. Patrick. Uh, listeners, thanks for listening. Patreon supporters, freebie captains, everyone in between, thanks for supporting us, and we will catch you next time here on Jellyfax. Ahoy! <laughs> the, the podcast. Jelly! I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google or Control F all the rest of the books and see if there are more jellyfish combatants. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> just so, delete them. So is this I, episode just called the poop episode? Like I don't. No. 